Welcome to Keep It Real, a podcast hosted by Steve Curran, where we cut the fluff and just deliver you the gold nuggets. Hey everyone, welcome back to another podcast. We're at episode two. Wow, how far have we come already? Um, so yeah, I'm Steve and I run a company called TSS and today I'm going to talk about uh, how I started the business, how I started TSS and how it's grown into what it has today. And a little bit of a little bit of background on TSS. It started in 2006. Uh, we were recording this at the end of 2022, so it's been going a fair while now. So we've had a bit of feedback and questions from audience out there. Is uh, what you know? How do I start my journey? How do we grow the company? And how have we got it to where it is today? And in all um, uh, keeping creativity and keeping it real. I'll give you all the bare bones stuff uh, without the fluff and without the bullshit. Um, so, yeah, a bit about my background. And in episode one, I went deep dive into it. But a quick snapshot I started in service, then I worked my way into sales, became a sales cadet, got into management, into senior management. And then I was lucky enough to score a job in the training industry, uh, which gave me a lot of exposure going around to different dealerships. And what blew me away was. I thought everyone sold vehicles how we sold vehicles at our dealership where I worked at. Um, I thought everyone serviced vehicles the way we serviced vehicles. But what I quickly found was it's a totally different world out there and everyone just seems to do it differently. Uh, And so um, I thought, you know, how cool would it be to build a company that puts processes in and provides feedback and coaches people along and makes makes people better. So that was that was the vision from the start, and that was that was a bit about my bit about my journey. And so, as you all know, I love training people. I love trying to help people get better because that was a desire when I first started in the industry. Was how do I improve myself? How do I get myself to the next level? And what happened was when I started working for a training company, and I was in a training company for about six years in total. Well, I thought, you know what, this could be something else. I'd like to be running my own business and running a few different angles than this training company had me doing. It was a bit more CRM-based, but performance coaching as well. And I really loved and I was drawn into, um, magnetised, if you like, to training processes and being able to measure that and get things up to, to the next level. That's what really did it for me. So I thought, okay, well, how do I know... I'm any good. Um, we've all got a bit of imposter syndrome. I really doubted myself, I've got to be honest. And when I think back, I just put my toe in the water and had, had a bit of a crack and got a bit of a feedback and the feedback was good. And I, you know, so I, I tried a bit more and got more feedback. So, and the way I did that was I started, I was working a Monday and Friday job for a company um, doing training. And the way I, I did that was to maintain my five-day week uh, position was to do sales events on the weekends. So I started doing that. So I worked on Saturday, Sunday, you know, the normal eight to six, um, you know, the rah-rah sales, someone sells a car, you know, you spin the wheel, they get prizes, you put them in the money machine. Some of you might remember that. Some of you, it might be a bit foreign even talking about that now, but that's how it was done. And I used to run the whole, whole event. I do the pump up in the morning. We talk about target. Uh, we talk about bonuses and um, then we do a halfway meeting um, at lunchtime on day one and then we do a close, closing meeting at, at, at the end of day one 
and we talk about all the numbers and what our um, rest of our target is for the Sunday. So that was good, but you know what? I couldn't work weekends forever. So then I did another angle where I started doing some training at nights where the dealership would get me in. They bribe all the salespeople or the service people to hang around after hours. They bribe them with pizzas. And some dealerships were actually giving beers, which that was an actual nightmare. The training sessions just went pear-shaped after about 35 minutes. So I learned that wasn't a great thing to have beers in the session, although it was a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, keeping a professional and getting something out of it, it probably wasn't the best formula. But I'll tell you what I did get out of it. I found that putting myself out there, uh, approaching the thing that scares you the most, uh, helps grows you the most. So walk, walking through that door of fear, and that's the point where some people get to that door of fear and then they shrink back a little bit and maybe don't open that door. Um, but what is on the other side is just that, that massive growth opportunity. So some people just walk up the door, open it, go through it, do that thing, and they go, wow, that was good. I can do that. I'm, I'm a bit more confident now. So they go on their journey again, and there's another door, and they face that, and they open that, and they, they go through that, that door, and they keep growing in life. So some people can do this very quickly. Some people walk up to the door 5, 10, 15 times and then go through the door. And that might be a period of six months, a year, or multiple years. It doesn't really matter. It just whatever your pace is, that's okay. But as long as you're having a crack, because that's where your next level of opportunity is, is uh, opening that door of fear and facing it. So I did it probably a little bit slowly, did it on weekends, started doing it on nights. And then I got enough confidence up and I thought, you know what, I'm going to start doing bigger groups. And I did that and it just kept growing and growing from there. So from there, I left my position, started my own business, which was really scary and um, uh, was doing really well. I was getting good feedback and that was evident of the income I was earning from it. So I started earning double the income that I was uh, doing my nine to five job. However, there was a lot more responsibility on me to, to do, uh, to create, deliver, and just to make sure that everyone was getting value of everything. So um, back in the day, I used to create a training session every month, depending what the challenges were in the market, depending what feedback I got off people. I'd create this training session for sales and service, and I'd go and roll that training session out for the month to all my clients. And I think back then I had five or six clients and then we grew and grew. Um, we've grown to the point now, we actually have 140 different dealerships around the country, around Australia. Uh, we service those dealerships and with, there's five of us, there's five trainers that do do that. And uh, that was always the vision to be able to grow and to scale. But the thing was like, how do I do that? How do I duplicate Stevo? Um, in all these different states. There's no way I can service uh, 140 dealerships. And you think about that, in each dealership in sales and service, there's what, 10, 15, 20, 30 people, times that by 100 plus, like it's over 3,000 people a year, uh, uh, sorry, per month that we're training. So we needed to come up with a bigger, better thing. And I'm going to go into that in a second, but my passion was always to work in sales, service, and also we worked in parts. We weren't super strong in parts, but we found that we're working in sales and service, 
but no one really helped the parts guys. So we, we got involved in that as well. And I thought, well, I can't just create a new training program every, every month. It's like trying to create a bestseller every month. So we thought, okay, well, what, what do we do? Where's the most value? You know, so we surveyed the market and dealers were saying to me, they said, Steve, it's really great when you come in. But what happens is after a week, everyone forgets everything you said. And we're happy to pay you to do that, but you need to come up with a bigger, better thing. And I thought, okay, well, if I can only um, get people to understand and do things that uh, would help them, and it only lasts a week because life happens, dealership uh, challenges happen, and you're getting um, uh, sort of, you know, you, you get your duties, your complaints, you've got uh, your deliveries, you've got to be off-site, on-site, you've got phones, internet, a lot of distractions in the dealership. When you think about that logically, of course you're going to forget what you should be doing each and every day. So we come up with a program where we uh, measure, we provide measurements. So we listen to calls that are coming into a dealership. We record those calls. We provide measurements um, around uh, uh, opening, around qualifying and around closing that might be getting a part, parts order, getting an appointment or getting a service booking. And then what we do is every time someone takes an inquiry, we send them some feedback. So you did this, this and this well, and you can improve on this area, okay? So highlighting the gaps. And then what my training team do is they go in, because we're the full reporting suite, a lot of software, a lot of power behind it now. Um, that data is our intelligence and enables us to come into a dealership, hit the ground running, and work with the people who most need it, um, work, uh, acknowledge their positive point, because we know that no one comes in to only give it 5% uh, on the day. Everyone's trying their hardest, right? No one wants to do a shit job, but sometimes you just have a crap day, okay? Uh, so we acknowledge that, that everyone's trying their hardest, but we also need to identify how they can improve because otherwise it's just a, you know, it's the fluffy session. So all our data enables us to do that. Um, we've got a team of 34 assessors that they just monitor calls all day and listen to calls all day and provide their scorecards. Then there's five of us training and there's about five or six of us here at HQ. So it's about 40 of us that, that you know, create this and make it happen. And when I think when I started the company in 06, there was one. And, um, you know, it was, it was me, it was my printer and my laptop and that was it. So that was a quick snapshot, quick journey on TSS and um, how we grew and, you know, how we sort of targeted what we wanted to target. And you know what? It must work because the proof's in the pudding. We've got a lot of clients out there utilising us. So what sparked the idea? Um, <laughs> when I become a sales cadet, they started three salespeople. This is no bullshit. They started three salespeople and they said, congratulations, everyone. You all got a job. Uh, that's the good news. At, at the end of the month, uh, and there'll only be one of you here. That's the bad news. So you need to do your best, try and sell some cars and put 100% effort in. They gave us some brochures, told us to walk to the back of the showroom. You're not allowed to talk to anybody unless all the other salespeople were busy and um, then you only got the overflow. So how, how hard was that? You might get to talk to one guest per day. Uh, or maybe one every other day, and you've got to try, try and win them over, build rapport, qualify them, uh, test drive them in a vehicle, uh, do a ride-up and, and, and close a sale. And you had very, very little training. And I thought, 
how cool would it be if someone came in a training company and created a full process where they set everything up, uh, train you on what you, what questions you should ask, train you on what a qualifying question is, train you on what a trial closing question is and what a closing question is, train you on what to do when things are going a bit sideways, um, coach you on how to segue a business manager in to a to to a to a um, sales opportunity and how to get your sales manager in. Sometimes you'd have to motivate your sales manager to get out of their office because they're knee-deep in paperwork. And I'd see salespeople go in and say, look, now, do you want to talk to this customer? They're a bit nowhere. And um, I thought that wouldn't motivate me as a manager to get out of my chair because I've got reports to do if the customer is so-called nowhere. And what I found was having the right attitude and talking to my manager uh, in a positive way and also pumping them up because they're a bit down too on how to, uh, you know, come over and meet and greet this new uh, client that's at my desk and close a sale. So I'd go in and say, um, John, uh, I've got Mr. and Mrs. Smith at my desk. They're really close to doing something. Um, I'm pretty confident if you come over, they'll do, they'll do something today. And what we found was we're just closing deals by getting the manager involved. Salespeople had to set the process up, but then the manager got involved. So I thought, why can't we have a training company come in and do that and coach us on how to do that? Not just, you know, once a month, but how to do it consistently. So that's what sparked our idea, the consistency and the process. I'm also asked what made me start my own business. And you know what? I thought it, I, I, initially it was the money, right? Without, you know, sugarcoating it, I wanted more coin. And it was always drummed into me. If you want to get, if you want to get stuff, you've got to do stuff. Okay. And I've seen the people that had, you know, better properties or better cars or had better holidays. Uh, they just did more things and did those better. And I thought, well, if they're doing it, why can't I do it? And that's the thing out there. If you're driving along or you're watching this podcast and you know someone who's going quite well, there's absolutely no reason why you can't be that person. All you need to know is what skills do I need to improve? What network do I need to work within? And how do I keep this consistent each and every day? And that will get you up to the next level, okay? And that's a bit scary as well because we don't like to tell everyone, you know, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to achieve because we think if we fail, it'll look like a failure, right? So you need to flip that around, tell people what you want to do, what you want to achieve and, um, and how, how you're going to do it. That puts you out there. That opens the door of fear. So if you're out there listening and think, okay, well, how can I build my you know, next, ne next adventure? That's how you do it, okay? And the other thing is too, I've been very, very lucky throughout my whole career, even from 20 years old uh, to where I am now, I've been able to, I suppose, network with different people and it hasn't been fake or phony. It's sort of they just fallen, fell into my sight and my vision and I've connected with those people. And, you know, just, and let them know that it's, it's, it's scary, you know. Um, you know, I, I don't want to fail. I don't look like a goose. I don't want to tell everyone I'm doing this or, you know, uh, put, put the house on it and then everything goes uh, sideways and you, and you do your ass and you lose everything, right? Because you are. You, you're putting, you, put, you are putting a house on each and every month. Um, so I thought it was all about the money, but what I've learned is, you know, I've been doing this, company's been running, uh, I think, roughly about 16 years now. It can't be about the money because you earn more and more and more money. So it's not really about the money. It's about creating that um, 
that, that, that instrument, you know, creating that program, um, growing people, getting feedback. I love that. I go out to businesses and, they, and people tell me how they're improved. And I've been doing this for so long now. I see people that started as sales cadets or juniors in the service department. They're running the departments. They're on, they're on the six-figure incomes because they've gone through those fear doors, okay? Um, what challenges do I have? Everything. Um, systems, networking, staff, office, uh, communication, time, travel. Uh, it's all a challenge, and that's what gets me up in the morning. You know, a little bit of a uh, challenge is good. You don't want to go to the point where you're overwhelmed because that feels just like, doesn't feel good at all. So they're my challenges. Um, and being on the other side of the industry, the biggest challenge there is um, just reinventing yourself, creating the next bigger um, idea because I don't have a friend, I don't have an OEM, I don't have a manufacturer say, okay, TSS, here's your new widget for the year. It's now comes out with A, B, C, and D, and we're going to market to the Australian network and you're going to sell lots and lots of these things. We've got to come up with the marketing, we've got to come up with the idea, we're going to invest up front, and then we collect later. We sow now, we, re we reap the rewards later on. And that's how, how we roll. Um, and that gives us lots of exposure to people like yourself. Uh, we get lots of feedback also from people like yourself. So that's pretty much a wrap up for me. That's a quick snapshot on why I wanted to start TSS and how we got to the level that we're at now, which is really, I reckon on the, start, on, on the staging, uh, between one and 10, I think we're on level three. We've got so far um, to go. And we can only do it with your help, your feedback, and working with great businesses and dealerships that we're currently doing today. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed our um, episode number two of Keep It Real. And we're looking forward to seeing you guys or talking to you guys on our next episode. Okay? Uh, enjoy the day. Enjoy the week. Open that door of fear, expose yourself, be a bit vulnerable. That's the only way you're going to grow. And remember, if you like this, uh, like it down below, refer us on, tell a friend, tell a family member, and um, just, yeah, enjoy what you do. Cheers. Thanks very much. If you like this episode, leave us a review on the streaming platform you've listened on. And if you want to see more, follow us at Total Selling Solutions on all platforms.